the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. 605. It is Wednesday night. For me, it's a Luca night. I'm excited about that. Um, welcome to the Author Idala Power Hour. It's just me and Sam Bellino tonight. What's up, Sam Bellino? What's going on, Arthur? Tell You want to tell the audience what I'm doing tonight after the show? I believe you are seeing a little play at the AMT Theater in Midtown called Bettinger's Luggage. Well, yeah. and, and why am I going to see that play? Was Sally? I pretty precise with that one? Why are you, you seeing you, that? You, you actually know more than I do. <laughs> I'm because I'm sure Joan has been harassing you nonstop. You got to come see the new play. You got to come see the new play. She's invited me as well, but I'm glad you're getting a chance to see it, and I'm looking forward to your review tomorrow. The, the truth is, is that she's not even in the play. It's I, I think she's like a producer or something like that. But I, yes, we. Uh, yeah, she's a lot doing of seri- a good job doing the marketing for that theater. There is a. Um, there's a lot going on in the world, and I don't mean to, you know, scare anyone off by telling you about what I'm doing after the show, but it is what, it is what I'm doing after the show. Poor Luke, I, I made him, he, so he gets to school, he goes from Queen, when school, school in Queens, he comes to the office, he usually gets here around 3.30 and he does his homework, and then sometimes he hangs out with the other people in the office. This time I was like, Luke, you may want to take a little nap so that you're sleeping here in the Sinatra room and not at this AMT theater, so... He is resting, Luca, so I don't think we're going to hear from Luca tonight. Um, we have one guest on. We have Shy Franklin, who is a member of um, uh, my firm here in, in my lobbying firm, uh, Gotham. Gotham Public Relations? Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I am. It's been a busy day. I, I Look, I'm going to tell you what happened. I just got a call right before I came on the end. Actually, Sam Lino heard the call. Um, parts of it, or just my end of it. Um, and it's, it's disturbing because, number one, it happened like literally right in between from where San Bellino lives and where I live in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, on a main, on a main street. And um, it's basically about four Jewish kids in one car and four Palestinian kids. And, you know, I don't mean kids' kids. I mean young men in another car. And there was some sort of an altercation. And But not, I don't – I think maybe one punch was thrown, but it was more like – F Israel, F the Palestinians, F this, F, you know, and they just, yeah, you know, and this is where, I mean, this is where I live. Now, I talked to you yesterday about um, a Palestinian restaurant right by my, my parents' house, and one of the things that I actually loved about that article, and Matt, you could appreciate this as well, is, you know, when they described Bay Ridge, they talked about how many different nationalities and religions and, and, and you know, live in our neighborhood. Right. It's a true melting pot. Yeah. And I love that. I mean, I, I really do. And, and, you know, when you think about, you know, I have options on where to raise my family, but, you know, I, I, well, I have a lot of friends who live in Westchester and parts of Long Island, and it's not a true melting pot. Let's, you know, let's be honest. Um, my friends who live, live in Greenwich and live in, in Westport, Connecticut, um, or in certain parts of Long Island, um, those, those kids don't really interact often with people of color, with people of different nationalities, religions. That is not the case when you go to one of the parks in Bay Ridge or Diker Heights. Um, there is, you know, you've got every color of the rainbow, and I and I love that. But it does make me, it got me upset right before we came on the air to get this phone call. And this kid is, in tr- he, he's afraid he's in trouble. He's like, look, I never left a car. I'm, I'm I'm not violating attorney-client privilege, number one. He's not my client. Number two, I don't think he's got anything to worry about. 
But, you know, even when I'm preparing for the show, I'm like, well, how much am I doing about Israel? And there's other topics. And we are. We're going to talk about Euron Vandersloot. Um, we're going to talk about car thefts. We're going to talk about the economy to some degree. Um, but, like, this, what happened in Israel is is we're, we live in a predominantly a heavy Jewish community here. Like, this is and, and Palestinian community. Yes, I don't think Oklahoma and Wyoming and Kansas are going to feel the impact of this the way we are. Sam Bellini, you with me on that? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. I, Italian people are like far out to people in Kentucky and Kansas. If you remember, um, when Bill Clinton was first about to run for president, he was t- uh, recorded on a call with one of his girlfriends saying, because uh, he was worried about Mario Cuomo running, and they said, no, no, America is not ready to elect some Italian to be the president of the hmm. United States. And, and Clinton was probably correct. Um, but, you know, people who don't live in these metropolitan areas like we do, th- you know, this whole you know Jewish thing is, is Palestinian thing is just very foreign to them. It doesn't really hit home here. This is the neighborhood where, where, where Matt and I live in. And you got, got guys pulling over in, in the streets in two cars, you know, basically fighting over nothing. Um, but everything, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so the, uh, the temperature has definitely been turned up a few degrees here in New York City. You could you can feel it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, last week there was a, um, you know, there was the big, uh, I guess it was the protest by the Palestinians, three thousand people. As they said, they happened to march uh, right down Forty Second Street. I watched. We had uh, Chief Chell from the NYPD on the line. He said there was only, I think, only one arrest, um, and then. Yesterday, there were the mitzvah trucks that that did a whole. Um, they drove down the middle of the street here on Fifth Avenue, but you know, again, everything was peaceful and calm, and that's fine. I had a whole discussion with my father-in-law over text today about you know free speech and First Amendment, and you know how come a doctor at Lenox Hill gets fired, but a professor at Columbia doesn't? And we talked about what tenure is. We talked about your First Amendment privileges are to be protected from the government, but not from from private entities. Uh, um, I believe that Davis Polk has confirmed that they have rescinded the offer to students who are supposed to go there and make hundreds of thousands of dollars and eventually millions of dollars working in these law, large law firms. These are students from Harvard and Columbia. They said, nope, you're on, you're part of those student groups that, you know, uh, applauded what took place. So you can't work with us. That's totally legal. Free speech has ramifications. So what you say, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or on AM 970, The Answer, it has ramifications. We're going to come back. We're going to talk to Shai Franklin to get an update about what's going on in Israel. And then we'll talk some law and some uh, some economy. Don't go away. This is Joe Piscopo. The following is a medical minute sponsored by my friends at InfuCare RX, a leading specialty infusion pharmacy provider for patients with complex conditions. InfuCareRx.com, improving quality of life one patient at a time. Here is Dr. Michael Rosario from St. Anthony's Neurology Group in St. Petersburg, Florida. CIDP, which is the acronym for Chronic Inflammatory Demyelinating Polyradicular Neuropathy, is an autoimmune disease in which our own immune system creates antibodies that target and attacks the nerve's outer covering called myelin. Damage to this protective covering causes interruption in nerve signal leading to nerve dysfunction. When the nerves do not work well, we call that neuropathy. CIDP is one of many types of neuropathies. This Medical Minute is sponsored by InfuKRX, and the information, comments, or views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views of InfuKRX. Please consult your medical professional for any medical questions, opinions, or guidance. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. When you're looking for concrete materials for your next construction project, call on the experts of Diamondback Ready Mix, New York and New Jersey's number one premier family-owned concrete supplier proudly located on Staten Island. Providing concrete services for commercial, municipal, and residential general contractors throughout New York City and New Jersey, the Diamondback Ready Mix Quality is Our Strength service will guide each customer from the initial order through the final pouring fully 
insured in New York and New Jersey and will produce your concrete with durability, strength, and appearance for your project. Call today and ask for Harry Lynch for personalized service. Call 718-650-5649 for your free estimate. That's 718-650-5649 or go online to Diamondback Ready Mix. That's R-E-D-I-M-I-X dot com. Diamondback Ready Mix is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month, a DeFazio company. Hi, Kevin McCullough. The International Travel Show is coming October 26th through the 28th at the Javits Center, New York City, titled Your Travel Hub, open to the public on Saturday to explore vacation options from around the globe. Great destinations from Brazil to unique places in the state of New York, New England, Europe, even South America. Join the fun and participate in some of the most compelling travel sessions from the travel industry's best-known personalities, from Darlie Newman to Pauline Fromer. Take a minute and check in with Travel and Leisure Go to consider travel deals and discounts at a wide range of destinations, hotels, airlines, and car rentals. For more information and tickets, go to www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www. Dot nyinternationaltravelshow.com. That's www.nyinternationaltravelshow.com. Let's talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan because we all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. A will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, your overall estate plan. You need to attend a Connors and Sullivan free seminar and have all of your questions answered by Mike Connors himself. Tomorrow, Thursday, October 19th at Conley's Corner, Grand Avenue in Masspeth, Queens at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Friday, October 20th at DeLuca's Trattoria at 616 Forest Avenue, Staten Island at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. If you can't be there tomorrow or Friday, you can make uh, a, a phone call, a very simple phone call, 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500. Call Connors and Sullivan and you'll get your own free office appointment, a consultation with a lawyer because as Mike Connor always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. All right, before we go to uh, Shai Franklin and talk about what's going on in... Uh, in Israel, I just want to touch base real quick. I saw uh, Mayor Adams last night. The uh, Brooklyn Columbian Lawyers Association had a meeting in Manhattan, which is not typical, at the Tirasenu Club on McDougal Street. And uh, the mayor came, Steve Mamundo, who is, I don't know, he's the chairman emeritus of the Colombian lawyers, has a great relationship with the mayor, and he came in. There were about 200 lawyers and judges there of all persuasions. Um, but it was obviously an Italian night. We did the Tower and Teller and all of that. But... um. I kissed the mayor, and I, first I kissed him as I said, thank you for celebrating uh, Columbus Day with us and coming to the parade and standing up for us uh, as a culture. And he just looked at me kind of incredulously, like, of course. Like, what, what are you thanking me for? And then I hugged him and kissed him and really thanked him for his remarks and standing up for Israel and um, and, and so forcefully. Um, and, and just before we go to Shai, one of my pet peeves, which is kind of like a new crime in the, in the area is these um, e-bikes and these other like motor mopeds or whatever riding around town. It's all over Manhattan. It's all over Brooklyn. Uh, there's no license plates. These kids are riding on without, without helmets and it's, it's a real uh, menace. And uh, today around three o'clock, he announced the increased enforcement of e-bikes and other devices um, amid re- rising cyclist deaths. Um, it looks like pedestrian deaths are going to go down for this year, which is a great thing. But these uh, mopeds, as old timers like us call them, deaths are going to go up <clears throat> and they really are a menace. I'm not talking about the guys who are earning a living delivering food for us or groceries. I'm talking about kids who are just riding around like nut jobs. All right. Um, I want to talk to Shy. Shy, I got so many compliments um, about your appearances here last week. Um, you know, not... 
besides your delivery and how well you you speak, um, but the fact that you know you really know what's going on in the Middle East and all the nuances. Um, you know, we know Congress is all screwed up. Um, they can't get a speaker to get a spending bill together to send money over to Israel. But the president of the United States did go over to Israel. Um, I believe he's already left now. But um, Shai Franklin, who, who you're, I will call you an expert on the Middle East and what's gone on over there over decades. Tell us. Tell us about the president's visit and, and what it means and, and what the best case scenario is at this point. Thank you, Arthur. You know, people were already yesterday criticizing the president, saying that he's going over there. He was going to meet. There was going to be a summit that King Abdullah and Jordan was going to host with some Arab leaders. And he was going to meet with the Palestinian Authority leader Mahmoud Abbas in Ramallah up in the West Bank. And all these things were canceled because actually not, uh, I guess, earlier today, really, things are moving so fast. Uh, it was canceled because these these different leaders canceled their meetings with Biden because of this attack on the uh, or the explosion in the hospital in Gaza. Pretty clear though that it was not an Israeli attack. Uh, but the president's purpose in going over to Israel, to being in Israel today, was not to meet with these various Arab leaders and the Palestinian leader. That was important and that would have been great. But the reason he's going over is to two, two reasons really. One is to show solidarity with the people of Israel. That's, that's number one. And, and that, that means more than any of the meetings that he had. But second to that, in the meetings, he did actually impress upon the Israeli leadership, and now it's a unity government, so the, it's kind of this, this inner war cabinet, which includes two of the opposition leaders who are themselves former commanders of the army, and uh, to impress upon them the importance of for Israel to be very very cautious, very judicious and strategic in how it uh, advances its its military effort in Gaza. Make sure that they are, are careful not to, you know, to do everything they can, as they already are, to spare innocent lives and to open up channels for humanitarian assistance to come into Gaza. It's important, obviously, for just, just as a humanitarian authority to make sure that, that people don't die and suffer unnecessarily. But also, uh, politically, for Israel, uh, for the United States, it's very important that the world see that Israel is doing everything that it can, especially at a time when Hamas, uh, the, the uh, militant Islamic group in Gaza, is, uh, is doing everything it can to undermine any humanitarian uh, assistance. They're, they're, blocking, they're blocking Palestinians from evacuating the area where, where uh, Israel needs to go after Hamas. They're keeping people in apartment buildings after Israel has warned them to get out because they're going to be attacking that building because it's being used by Hamas for, for military purposes. So I think the president's trip achieved the two primary objectives, solidarity with Israel and, and getting Israel to open up for humanitarian assistance, which they have, which they have now done. So, uh, and then the other things, this is not a time when, when we're going to get the Arab world together for some kind of a peace process or solidarity with Israel anyway. So at the end of the day, it's probably better for everybody, including those Arab leaders who themselves are not popularly elected, that they didn't, they were not seen meeting with President Biden today when his main mission was to show solidarity with Israel and not with the Arab world. Was Biden coming right back to Washington, D.C.? I believe so. I believe okay. so. Do not pass go. Right. And let's talk about Bibi Netanyahu for a minute. You know, when President Obama was in office. Uh, I don't think there was any love lost between uh, Bibi Netanyahu and, and President Obama, but uh, Joe Biden seems to take a very different approach. Can you fill us in on that, Shai Franklin? Sure. It's not just Biden's approach. Remember, Barack Obama was a, a state senator from Illinois. He was in the Senate for less than one term when he became president. The Senate is the is the spawning. Uh, grounds for for pro-Israel politicians. And Biden spent, what, 40 years in the Senate? I'm not going to do the math right now on, on the air, but uh, his entire Senate career uh, was centered around around Israel and around personal relationships with the prime ministers, with the, with the opposition leaders, with the generals, uh, going over there, supporting, supporting Israel as chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee, there, was, there were times when apartheid was a big deal. There were times when detente was a big deal. But Israel has been a theme consistent. He came in right, be 
before the 73 Yom Kippur War. So for him, this is very, very personal. And his relationships, the trust goes back, in, in, his, in our terms, it goes back gener- two generations. So for him, it's not about his approach so much as, as just this, this history. This is who he is. It's not something he had to sit down and think, what am I going to do? How do I approach the Israelis? What's a good tactic? Uh, of course, he does have to think about those things. But that's secondary, and the Israelis see that, and that's why that's why half of Israeli households watched the watched his speech live last week, and, uh, and that's why he's giving a speech tomorrow night, another speech to the American people, which Israelis again will watch. And it's so important, so important that that Israelis know that we are that we are with them, that we are behind them, and you know even when they're making they're making peace, which is great, but peace is not necessarily deep friendship. It's, it's alliances, it's, it's interests. Uh, but when, when things hit the fan over these past 10, 10 to 15 days, uh, Israelis see that everybody around them is not necessarily their friend. And so to know that they have a big friend, the biggest friend uh, in the United States, not just Joe Biden, but, but Joe Biden on behalf of the American people, when, uh, when he knows and when Mayor Adams know. That, that people are going to come up and, and hug them and kiss them for what they're doing and what they're standing up for. And, and of course, Governor Hochul uh, just arrived in Israel as well, the governor of New York with a delegation. So uh, that, that makes all the difference. Do you know of any other governors? I'm sorry, Shai. Do you know of any other governors who are heading over there? Or is Governor Hochul heading over there because of the large Jewish population in the state of New York? Well, sure. Yeah, she's the governor of New York, and, and it makes sense. And, and uh, I mean, it's not just because she wants to get reelected. It's because... She does represent the people of New York, and and so uh, I think if something were happening in Italy, Italy or Ireland, we call them the eyes. Actually, Italy, Ireland, and Israel—the three eyes. Uh, you know, it's, you want to represent your your people, and to become a to become a governor of New York, the only way you can become a governor of New York is by being exposed and, and being a partner in in these in these causes. Even though I know she was sort of an accidental governor when Andrew Cuomo stepped aside, uh, still she she was in Congress before, and and so for her, I think it is also personal. Shai, before really I let you go, I, yeah. I only have two minutes left before I'm up against the bottom of the hour break. Um, this this episode in Israel's history is this going to be the end of Bibi Netanyahu's reign when the dust settles? When the dust settles, I think so. At this point, he still has. 64 seats out of 120 in the Knesset, he controls. So he has the coalition. They can't really vote him out. But at some point, if if the depending on what comes out of this, we have a unity government now, but that's only for the purposes of the war. After the war, if if it turns out that there's a unity government without him, if they can get enough seats in the Knesset, then yeah, he's out. But the, but they've already had elections, so the elections. Uh, have all these right-wing parties. The 64 seats are all right-wing parties that support Netanyahu, that have made their bed, uh, just as Republicans, you know, with, with Donald Trump in, in the House of Representatives now. They've already made their decision. But unless there's new elections, I, I'm not sure that Netanyahu will step down. He, he doesn't seem to bend to popular will. So we'll see. But, but, but at some point, I would say at this point, politically, he's dead man walking. I got you. All right, Shai Franklin, thank you for the update. And, uh, I, you know, I appreciate your insight, and I'll see you in the office tomorrow or the next day. You're looking forward. Always a pleasure, Artie. Thanks. All right. All right, folks, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the um, Euron Van der Sloot, Natalie Holloway case. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit about the American economy during the period of COVID. And um, we're going to talk about stolen cars. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Faztech Industries helps with all your construction, demolition, and your weekly waste removal needs. They have roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts or construction and demolition debris. Faztech specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt in all five boroughs in every corner of New Jersey. Their transfer station is open to the public at 200 Bloomfield Avenue, Staten Island, accepting dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt. Number one supplier of recycled products, wholesaler of virgin quarry materials, provider of roll-off containers, number one private employer. Call Joe C. at 718-494-1600. Mention this ad for $25 off your next roll-off container rental, F-A-Z-T-E-C-I-N-D.com. Fastec is proud to celebrate Italian-American Heritage Month, a DeFazio company. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Tonight, it's Wellness Wednesday on Radio Night Live, and that means not only do the Fox News Medical All-Stars stop by, but we also hope to keep you informed on the most important aspects of your health, as is breaking in the news right now. That's tonight at 7. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. Want more AM970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM970 The Answer. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Whether you're an owner of one machine or have a fleet of hundreds, Esco Truck and Equipment can help with all your equipment needs. Whether it be purchase, lease, or rent the right machine to improve your business, Esco provides a full line of link belts, excavators, light equipment from Dynapack and Chicago Pneumatic, or handheld power tools from Steel. Esco Parts can stock an extensive inventory and retrieve parts quickly to minimize your downtime. If you break down in the Field and need a part, ESCO certified technicians will come to you on site to get you back to work quickly. ESCO is there for you every step of the way with regular maintenance inspections, service, and repair. Serving New York and New Jersey, call Joe E. Joe Eugenio, 718 504 2600, or go online to escoequipment.com. That's E S S C O equipment.com. ESCO is proud to celebrate Italian American Heritage Month. ESCO Truck and Equipment is a DeFazio. Company. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna, and Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom. You've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Cammon at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Cammons. Fighting for justice. Fighting for you. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. We've been talking about Plaza College's court reporting program all year long. Well, Plaza College, on behalf of the New York State Court Reporters Association, is proud to announce this year's one-day convention, a Steno State of Mind. A Steno State of Mind is being held at the historic Eastern District Courthouse on Sunday, October the 22nd, from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York. This full-day event inside the famously historic courthouse will bring members of the court reporting community, working reporters, and students together for six seminars celebrating this high-powered profession. You know what that means? Working court reporters, you will earn six NCRA-approved CEUs and the latest industry insight. For more information and to view the exciting agenda, visit nyscra.org slash 2023 fall convention. Again, register today at nyscra.org slash 
2023 Fall Convention. Get yourself in a steno state of mind. Welcome back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with lifetime New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala making the case for the city he loves. Here's Arthur. Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans, way back up in the woods among the Well, I really wish this was Arthur. All right. Sam Bellino would have... Why we playing Chuck? Because Chuck Berry would have been 97 years young today. Wow. You know, as famous and popular as this song is, do you remember Back to the Future? Uh, I do, of course. Right? Favorite movies from the 80s. He, uh, when he plays this, Michael J. Fox, boy, he bugs out all, all, the, all of those, those kids from the 50s, and they have no idea what's on the uh, on their way to them in terms of music boy was it about to change drastically yeah. um you know talking about time and time going by when i was researching this story I, I can't believe it's 18 years ago um it it seized the headlines for months and months if not really years the disappearance of Natalie Holloway and you know who did it she for those of you who don't know she was a beautiful uh, young lady she was 18 years old and she was in Aruba uh, on some kind of a vacation and she was never found again and uh, for many many years since shortly thereafter a guy named uh, Jordan Joran, not Jordan, Joran Vandersloot uh, was a suspect. He's been represented by lawyers, a bunch of lawyers. I know Joe Tacopino represented him for a while. And representing the family was John Q. Kelly. He was another lawyer. And these people, it's 18 years ago, which is hard for me to believe it's that long ago. But cable TV was glued to this case, to this missing disappearance case. In particular, I remember Greta Van Susteren on the record for Fox News. I mean, she just did wall to wall. She was down in Aruba. We'll talk about the specifics of the case, but it is not fair, I guess is the nicest way I could say it, how some of these cases like just blow up and other missing person cases just, you know, you never hear from. And this is definitely one of them that blew up, blew up in a major, major way. So, um, Euron van der Sloot never got charged to this day. He's never been charged with her homicide, but he was charged thereafter. It's like a Sammy the Bull Gravano thing. Like, he basically got away with killing 19 people here in New York because he took the stand and cooperated against John Gotti and put him in jail for life where he died. Um, he was only given five years for killing 19 people. Uh, and then he gets out, and they put him in witness protection, and then he starts running a um, ecstasy ring, and he gets sentenced to a whole bunch of time there. And now he's out doing some kind of podcast. That stuff does not really interest me much. Um, but apparently what happened today was in a courtroom um, having to do with an extortion plot, uh, Euron van der Sloot, I don't think he didn't admit it today, but a judge acknowledged that he admitted killing this beautiful young lady who was 18 years old, Natalie Holloway. And her mom was there with her lawyer. And, you know, as a parent, and, you know, we spoke about earlier about what's going on in Israel. And, you know, I, it's just, it's heart wrenching as a parent. You know, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, when I found out that um, Luca's mom was pregnant and I was going to be a father for the first time. Shortly thereafter, I scooted down to Washington, D.C., and I went to the United States Supreme Court and I uh, watched some oral arguments and then I went into uh, chambers with Justice Scalia. And I remember he was uh, at a stand-up desk in his office. He was autographing a couple of books that I had bought for him uh, to like give to people. He would do that for me when I would come and visit him. And um, I was really excited, and I was like, "Your Honor," I was like, "You know, I'm, I'm going to be a pre I'm going to be a dad," and, and and you know, I'm I'm in my mind, I'm just 
dying for his pearls of wisdom because he's at the time, you know, he was a father of nine, a grandfather, I don't know, 30 or 33. And, you know, he made a joke, oh, finally, and I hadn't been married that long. Finally, good for you. That's great. Congratulations. And he keeps signing, and I'm like waiting. All right, what's next? And he didn't say it under his breath, but he kind of just kind of said it while he was autographing, looking down at the book, and he said, you're never as vulnerable as when you're a parent. And at the time, I'm thinking, what a BS thing that is. That's the best thing he could tell me? You know, I'm, I'm expecting these, like, I don't know, something a little more in, instructive than that. But, uh, and I didn't know what, I am. what does that mean? Well, surely thereafter, I knew what he meant when Luca was like a year old and, and he had a, a tiny little medical issue, but the doctor was like, let's just take him to the hospital and give him some IV and make sure. And all of a sudden I was losing my mind. If it was me going to the hospital or one of my buddies, it'd be no big deal. But this little boy going to the hospital, I was a basket case and I was like, okay, now I know what Justice Scalia is talking about. And that has played out over and over and over again because you are, you know, as Geraldo Rivera always says, you're only as happy as your unhappiest child. Um, and so I think that that cuts to going along the same lines as what Justice Scalia said. And and this poor mom, Miss Holloway, uh, she basically had to listen. And, and basically there's a transcript of Vandersloop uh, admitting two prosecutors what happened and I'll summarize it but he met her um, he wanted to be dropped off they were in some sort of a cab uh, he wanted to be dropped off with um, with her some distance from a hotel so he quote might w- still get a chance to quote be with her he said they began kissing while lying on the beach but she refused further sexual advances when he persisted, he said, she need him in the crotch. Good for her. And then this is the devastating part as a family, as a someone who loved this young girl. He kicked her, quote, unquote, extremely hard in the face. And at that point, he said she was possibly um, even uh, uh, dead, but definitely unconscious. And then he picked up a large cinder block and used it to, quote, smash her head in with it completely he brought her to the ocean's edge in a half pull half walk waiting up to his knees and he pushed her off into the water and then he walked home Ooh, i mean you hear that about your child now you know the mom beth holloway she said you know at least now i know he is the color he is the killer he finally confessed um, and she says, as far as I'm concerned, this is over. It's over. I'm satisfied knowing that he did it. He did it alone and he disposed of her alone because there were all, there was so many theories. Oh my God. I mean, I was working at Fox when this was going on. So I remember, you know, following it minute by minute. Um, he got sentenced to almost 30 years in jail on this, on this extortion thing. The one, um, fact that I, I will look up now. I read in one place that he's serving this sentence um, concurrently with the Peru sentence, which is 20 years, which means the time that he's serving now for Peru will count because he killed someone there that he confessed to. Um, So the time that that he's serving there will count towards this 28 years. Um, When we come back, I'll... Make sure I know whether it's consecutive or concurrent, because that's a big, big deal. It's a huge deal. But, you know, um, this case, there's also the case of Bonet Ramsey. You know, these, like, mysteries. Um, there's the Zodiac Killer. Just uh, homicides that we never, you know, there's never been any suspects in Bonet Ramsey. In, in Natalie Holloway, there's always been this Joran Vandersloot. Um so a an American mystery has come to an end, and justice is done with this guy. I mean, what a piece of garbage. He's killed two young women in the course of his life. He's 36 years old. Uh, I think he was 18 years old at the time. So um, close the book, uh, according to the mom of Natalie Holloway, on, on this particular homicide. And um, this guy hopefully won't do any more damage, at least for another couple of decades. We're going to come back. Tonight
Hi, it's Arthur Idala. For over 75 years, the Columbus Citizens Foundation has promoted Italian-American culture and heritage and has provided thousands of scholarships to talented Italian-American students who need support to achieve their academic dreams. These scholarships enrich the lives of the rising generation who are destined to be our future leaders. Help make a difference in someone's life today. You can help Columbus Citizens Foundation by visiting www.columbuscitizens.org. These extraordinary students inspire us every day. Their leadership, passion, and pride in their heritage is a winning combination. The scholarships offer them a chance to achieve their goals and be engaged members of their communities. Columbus Citizens Foundation brings the Columbus Day Parade to New York City every year, and you can help them bring a quality education to Italian-American students in need by donating today. Visit their site at www.columbuscitizens.org. This is an important notice to consumers facing $10,000 or more in credit card debt, medical bills, or other unsecured debt. You may not be required to pay it all back because there are special programs now in effect that will significantly reduce the amount you will owe if you qualify. This is not bankruptcy or a debt consolidation loan. These programs, which the credit card companies like to keep secret, exist to aid American consumers struggling with overwhelming credit card debt by offering tremendous savings and real debt relief. Accredited Debt Relief has established a special hotline for you to call and learn what savings you qualify for. They've helped qualify consumers with over a billion dollars in debt and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. So don't wait. Get the relief you need during these hard economic times. For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-950-0099. 800-950-0099. That's 800-950-0099. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and Bayridge Honda is kicking off October's spooky season with scary savings so low you'll scream. Bayridge Honda is your family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years, serving the five boroughs. You can browse from over 200 new Honda vehicles, like the all-new Honda Civic, CRV, and HRV, ready for you to drive home today. And over 100 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True Program at their 2022 President's Award-winning dealership. And right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select new 2023 Honda models all month long. Plus, receive 50 when you turn in your trade or lease when you purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. Even if you don't buy a car from Bay Ridge Honda, they want to buy your car from you. So visit Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. These deals are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Buggles, 1979, number one. 1979, it was a PS-185. But they were a little, uh, a little accurate here with the title of this song. Let's get to the chorus. All right, everyone sing it. One, two, three, four. That's not all true. You can't say that about didn't kill Bob Grant. <clears throat> didn't kill Rush. Didn't kill Howard. Didn't curl Imus. Or Frank from Staten Island, for that matter. Hasn't killed me yet. But uh, Sam Bellino, was, was this the first tune they played on MTV? The very first music video, correct. It was. Okay, that was that's that's kind of what uh what made this such a hit. It's it's actually a kind of a cute song. Um so I was just um, doing a little research on the Vandersloot thing, just to finish that up. I was correct, actually. The sentence that he got, which is decades, <clears throat> is going to run concurrent, meaning at the same time with the sentence in Peru. His homicide, this is how screwed up this guy is. His homicide sentence in Peru got extended 
because he was dealing cocaine in the jail in Peru after he got sentenced for the homicide. While he's doing time on a homicide, he got sentenced um, for for dealing. Uh, he got, I guess, arrested, convicted, and sentenced for dealing um, coke um, in Peru. They have some sort of a law in Peru where unless you actually get a life sentence, you cannot serve more than 35 years. So between the um, homicide sentence that Joran Vandersloot got in um, Peru and the cocaine sentence on top of it, he's not supposed to be out until 2045, which... If his, since his American sentence is running concurrent with that, meaning by the time he gets out of the Peru jail, he will have served all of his time for the American case. So from a criminal defense attorney's point of view, he did a great job for this kid, this moron. What do you call him, Zachary? Evil? He's uh, just a pure evil. He's a monster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kills two people, dealing coke in prison. Uh, um, then, you know, the, what he got convicted of here, you know, what he conf- confessed to is he wanted a quarter of a million dollars from the Holloway family to um, tell them what happened to uh, their daughter, to Natalie Holloway. So he, I mean, think about it, that is. You kill someone's kid, and then you want money from them to tell them how they were killed. How you, how you actually killed their child. Nuts. Um, so the bottom line is he was extradited to America to deal with this case. He's going to be sent back to Peru. He's not leaving. Uh, he's going to stay in the Peru prison till 2045. So he's 36, 46, 56, 57, 58. So he's going to get out when he's like three years older than I am. And that's a little scary because, you know, I'm feeling like I'm in pretty good shape. Like this guy's got a lot of life left. And it doesn't seem like he's learned much. I mean, you kill one person, you think, eh, you know, okay, maybe I shouldn't kill a second person. But he did kill a second person. Now you're in jail for, I think it was 20, his original sentence for the homicide in Peru was 20 years. You know, maybe I shouldn't commit any more crimes. No, 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 I'm going to deal coke while I'm in jail. And so he's going to spend this whole hunk of time. He'll never come back to America to sail it, to finish his jail sentence here because he will have satisfied it. And um, he's going to get out it before he's 60 years old. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep a close eye on this guy and, and what he's up to and what he's doing because he's he's a scary dude. Um, jumping to money and finances a little bit, a report by the Federal Reserve and some of the data that they've accumulated shows that American household wealth jumped during the pandemic. Now, when you read that headline, is that just because the government gave us a bunch of money? Um, because they did, let's face it. I mean, to many of us anyway, including me, not me personally, but uh, my law firm, they definitely helped out. Uh, I felt guilty about it. And my father was like, how much have you been paying in taxes all these years you're working? Don't you think, you know, that's some of that tax money is to make sure everything is going to be okay if the wheels come flying off the cart, which they basically did that period of time initially in covid American families saw the largest jump in their wealth on record between 2019 and 2022, according to the Federal Reserve, as rising stock indexes, climbing home prices, and repeated rounds, and here this is what I said, repeated rounds of government stimulus left people, people's finances healthier. San Bellino, did you feel any of that? I did not. Uh, I'd like to. Just you were it. essential, right? I mean, you worked the whole time, Correct. Right? Yeah, I was considered essential working in radio and broadcast media, absolutely. And you were going into the studio? I was in the studio every day. I was. I mean, I was in the office. I even had letters allowing me to be out after quarantine. And, oh. and, and um, yeah, after curfew. Who signs those letters? Crowley? I, uh, yeah, well, they, were, they weren't signed, but they were official letters from FEMA, basically authorizing city and essential workers to be out and about even during curfews and quarantines. So some of these numbers are kind of staggering. Median net worth climbed 37% over those three years after adjusting for inflation. I mean, that's huge. The biggest jump in records stretching back to 1989. At the same time, median family income increased 3% between 2018 and 2021 after subtracting out 
price increases. So some of us, I mean, this is for the whole country. Some of us made money. But um, I read this other report about um, how automobiles are being stolen at a higher rate nowadays. Car theft has surged 20% last year, according to fresh FBI data. And a vehicle safety rating agency said models from Dodge, Land Rover, and BMW were among, were among the most likely to be stolen. I was, you know, I know, you know, I'm a car guy. You know, we have Lauren Fix on on a regular time, on a regular basis. Last year's top 10 most stolen vehicles were um, three Dodge muscle cars and two Kias. The, I'm not surprised about the Kias. I am surprised about the Dodge muscle cars. It's the Dodge Challenger, the Dodge Charger, and like a super version of the um, the Dodge Challenger. Um, it's the Dodge Charger Hemi, which has the big engine in it. And, um, th- and there's an Infinity on the list. And um, as I said, there's two Kias, the high-end uh, Land Rover, Range Rover, four-door, four-wheel drive, which starts at $100,000, um, had 611 claims. But again, this is... This is national data, so, I mean, 611 over the nation is not crazy. Um, But I do know in my neighborhood, or I should say when I'm talking to San Bellino, our neighborhood, um, car theft is still something that is far from under control. Um, San Bellino, I know you revealed uh, what year you were born in yesterday, 1981. Do you remember the club? Oh, yeah, the big, uh, I see it on steering wheels all over the place. Well, it used to be, I mean, all over the place, and they had, like, special clubs and clubs that because then there was a period of time where they were stealing your your airbag so there was a club that covered your airbag yeah i had the one that you'd put on the br- the brake pedal oh the one down below yeah okay and then there was the one along the steering wheel and you know and i know when eric adams who i spent some time with last night um when he was campaigning you know he was all about not going back to the days of the club and uh you know look we have enough police officers on this show and Leaders of NYPD talking about what's going on in crime. Um, I was walking with my buddy John Esposito today in Midtown, and the city seemed like it was thriving. And John basically said, he's a little older than I am, he said, pandemics, 9-11, crime, protest. He's like, you just can't keep this city down. And I agree with him. Um, San Bellino, is there a reason why we're playing It Ain't Over Till It's Over? I thought it would be a good way to end the show. Okay, it's over. You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to go see Joni Pelz's show. Enjoy. I'll give you the big review tomorrow, live and local on the Idola Power Hour. Have a great Wednesday night, everybody. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.